Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the In Conversation with eClinical Medicine podcast. I'm Hannah Lynn, Senior Editor at eClinical Medicine. Each month we'll be interviewing one or more authors of a paper published in our journal, giving them an opportunity to provide a deeper discussion of their research. We're here today with Ms. Damalola Shabaye and Ms. Ayo Amotola to talk about infant mortality in Nigeria and the contributing factors for the high mortality rates observed in their study. Ms. Shabaye is a public health professional with interests in maternal and child health research and analytics, quality improvement and improving the access to care for populations in marginalised areas. She currently works as a senior data analyst in the obstetrics and gynaecology department at Massachusetts General Hospital. She received her master's in public health with a concentration in epidemiology and biostatistics from Washington University in St. Louis. Ms. Omotola is a regional program coordinator at St. Jude's Children's Hospital. In her role, she manages implementation of paediatric oncology projects in sub-Saharan Africa. She received her master's in public health from Boston University, concentrating in the design and conduct of public health research with a focus on maternal and child health. Thank you for joining us, Ms. Shiboye and Ms. Omotola, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. So your paper published in eClinical Medicine investigates trends in infant mortality in Nigeria at both national and regional levels and the social determinants that could contribute to the high mortality rates. To begin with, could you tell us more about your study, the rationale behind it and the key findings? Absolutely. Um, so to start, um, Nigeria has like the largest population across Africa with over 180 million um, population. And about 7 million babies are born each year. And out of that number, about 262,000 die at birth every year as a result of um, preventable diseases. Um, over the years, many interventions have been put into place to address it. But <laughs> unfortunately, um, we still have a concerning rate of infant mortality in the country. So um, with the number of children that die every year, we, we as in my co-authors and I realized that many of them are from disadvantaged communities. So out of curiosity, we really wanted to use like the most recent data sets to understand what the trend is, um, whether there has been an impact of policies um, that has been created in the past to reduce um, the infant mortality, and also to be able to come up with um, targeted recommendations that could serve as a guide to the government, um, to policymakers or even like private sectors as they address the trend or even contribute towards reducing infant mortality in the country. Um, so we found um, this data, which is um, the 2018 Demographic Health Survey. Um, and with the data we used for our study, we found out that um, the infant mortality rate increased um, from about 50 per 1,000 live births in 2013 to about 59.9 um, um, per 1,000 live births in 2017. And at the regional level, we found out that the North had the highest infant mortality rates compared to the South um, that had the lowest at that time. Specifically, um, the Northwest had the highest 
with um, I think 75 per 1,000 live births compared to the southwest of um, 43 per 1,000 live births. Um, we also found from our study that the demographic and socioeconomic factors associated with um, high infant mortality rates where women who deliver their babies at a younger age, <laughs> actually like less than 18 years, and who were living in rural areas, um, also they had like limited access to healthcare or even like a health, um, skewed healthcare providers. And the most shocking part was the fact that like they were delivering their first child as well. Thank you for summarising the study. Um and the findings. So the results of your analysis indicate um, quite large differences, as you alluded to, um, in infant mortality rates between the northern and the southern regions. Um, what do you think are the reasons for these regional disparities? Um, so I can answer that. Um, so when we saw the data, we were not entirely surprised, right? Um, the disparities could be linked to several factors that Dami mentioned. Um, including the age of delivery, which is um, in the north, um, we, we tend to see that they deliver at a younger age. Um, and then access to care in, in rural northern Nigeria. Um, so I lived and worked there in northern Nigeria for a couple of years, and I can tell you that getting health care service is a luxury in the rural areas, right? Um, they're very limited, skilled workers. And honestly, most mothers do not even see the four walls of a hospital to, till it's time for them to have a baby or there's some complications during delivery, which means they don't get to get ANC, right? Um, so understanding the cultural intricacies in these regions will help us better understand the reasons for the disparities. So I cannot just sit here and say, okay, this is exactly the reason why we're seeing um, the disparities. Um, but another reason that, that is worth mentioning which I probably should have started with, is the insurgency in northern Nigeria. Um, there are so many displaced people in the north um, due to this insurgency, and it's taken us steps backwards from the progress we've made so far um, to improve the health outcomes of mothers and kids in Nigeria. So um, when you have to choose between going to the hospital, which is targeted by the bandits, or staying at home with your little ones while being pregnant, um, we kind of know what the answer will be. So I would say insurgency is also a major factor um, in the white, white gap. Following on from this, what changes or targeted interventions do you think would be most effective in helping Nigeria achieve the sustainable development goal of reducing child mortality by 2030? And how do you think your study will help inform these future strategies? Um, so to answer your question on the interventions that will be most effective, I would say interventions should be tailored to the region, right? Um, region, your state or local government. Um, Nigeria has 36 states and each state is unique. Um, that being said, on a macro level, we'll definitely need political will, um, commitment, financing and infrastructure. Um, those have to be in place. If the basics are not in place, um, there's no way we can see change. Um, we have a couple of interventions in place, which the paper actually um, highlighted. Um, but I think we need to also start focusing on improving quality. And I will not just sit here and say um, this is exactly what will work. But um, when deciding on the intervention, making sure that all stakeholders are present um, in, in the room while you're making the decisions, not just staying away and saying this is what I think this community needs without actually involving those that are part of that community. Um, and also you asked, how do I think the study would help form, inform future strategies? Um, 
We hope this study can just help to serve as an advocacy tool um, and a guide to policymakers, healthcare providers, public health researchers, private sectors, and everyone who is interested or should be held accountable in reviewing and designing sustainable, scalable, and accessible quality intervention strategies that will be focused on eliminating infant mortality in Nigeria. So for a start, um, laying more emphasis on training skilled care workers and paying them livable wages to ensure that they're equipped to provide the necessary care. Knowledge alone does not lead to behavior change, but um, I believe solving the root cause of these issues um, would be a, a start. So your study analyzed trends in infant mortality rates between 2013 and 2017. Um, since this time, as I'm sure you're aware, <laughs> we've had a global pandemic, which has put incredible strain on health systems worldwide. Um, I think I know the answer to this question, but what impact do you think the COVID-19 pandemic has had on infant mortality in Nigeria? Yeah, so um, the interesting thing about this is that like, there's been a lot of speculations about how COVID-19 might have impacted um, infant mortality rates with, um, in the country. Um, but recently, um, an evidence came out from UNICEF, which suggested that COVID-19 contributed to the decline in childhood vaccination. Um, and as we know, like I mentioned, um, vaccine preventable deaths is one of the leading causes of child mortality in low and middle income countries. So um, with the report that was shared by the UNICEF, um, the percentage of children who received like three doses of vaccine against, uh, um, the, I think diptera, tetanus and um, pertussis, which is a, um, which are like the marker for immunization coverage within Accra and across like countries. Um, this marker actually fell five percent stage points between 2019 and 2021. So a couple of reasons why that might have happened is that one, um, COVID led to lesser focus on non-COVID services. And of course that will include like basic maternal and child health services. So for example, let's say pregnant woman um, decides not to seek care. And all of this would be because of the fear of being infected by COVID. And another reason could be that um, the government's mandatory stay-at-home orders would have made it more difficult to access care. So it's enough reason for these people to say that like they do not want to go to the hospital, they do not want to like be in contact with people who are already infected. So um, another reason um, that I think is also important is that COVID brought to light issues around vaccine hesitancy. Um, with the rate that individuals refuse to get vaccinated for COVID, then <laughs> there is a high chance that some women are like hesitant about like even immunizing or vaccinating their children as recommended. So uh, which most likely would have add to their risk of infant mortality in the country. And finally, in your opinion, what do you think the next steps to continue on from this research should be? Uh, that's an interesting question um, because um, especially like with the issue of COVID-19 that happened, um, it would be great to see what comes up next. Um, so for the 2018 data that we used, um, it's being released every five years. So the next one will probably be coming out in the end of this year or probably like early 2023. 
So it would be nice and it would be interesting to do like a similar analysis when the new data set comes out to see if there is um, a difference in the trend and also to even see how COVID might have impacted infant mortality um, based on the type of um, analysis we did in our, in our current study. Um, another um, would be that like we could carry out implication analysis research among the population similar to those we found um, to the high um, found in our study um, that had like the high rate of infant mortality from that had a um, high rate of infant mortality. And another thing is um, we hope that the findings from our study would be used as um, advocacy too, as um, I mentioned on, earlier on, um, to be able to use that to inform changes in the health sector, um, promotes, to help promote um, awareness and also to improve um, overall health of the children in Nigeria. Also, we hope to serve, um, we hope it serves as um, a guide in putting resources together. Um, so resources such as um, budget line creation, um, investing in behavioral change communication, um, putting in place infrastructure, and even tackling um, the root cause of the disparities that we see today. So at the end of the day, we hope that like <laughs> the researchers actually dig deeper into the factors we've highlighted in our paper. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Ms. Shabaya and Ms. Omotola, for sharing your time and insights into this issue. This is a very important topic, and we hope to see continuing research in the area. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With eClinical Medicine wherever you usually get your podcasts.